Dr. Bidget Arsmott, and this is one of the last episodes we're going to have before Worlds 2016, slightly less than 3,000 miles from my southeast. I'm joined by Toller. I'm mostly east and a little south, but yes, that's about right. Okay, and our intro topic today comes from Infamous Chubb, and he asks, what are your favorite toppings on a crumpet? And if you don't know what a crumpet is, he will also accept pancakes, bagels, and buns. <laughs> but buns. but not toast. Oh. Well, that's that's fine. Um, they're very different for everything. For bagels, I have been using lately honey walnut spread. That's been good. I very much enjoyed that. Uh, I think I would prefer jelly on a crumpet. And for pancakes, I like chocolate sauce. Is that for, like, chocolate chip pancakes or... Right. I mean, chocolate chocolate chip pancakes with chocolate sauce sound really good to me, but that's just a personal thing, you know? Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't know if I'd want chocolate on a pancake. I think I would only want chocolate on a pancake. I quite like pancakes just being chocolate. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. We also have another chocolate fan. Tiffany, Hi. how are you? I'm good. <laughs> what... Do you like to put on crumpets, pancakes, bagels, or buns? I don't know what a crumpet is, but I like to smother pancakes in syrup. Okay, that's that's a classic pancake topping. Uh, do you have a preference on what kind of syrup? Normal. Normal kind. So, maple? maple? Yep. Do you eat, like, okay. real maple syrup, or like that fake kind of maple syrup? I don't know what the difference is. I'm not a picky person. It's like, is it from Vermont, or did someone manufacture it in Texas? They, they probably manufactured it in Texas. Oh, that's disappointing. I, I like to buy it in in normal. I don't know. My mom buys it for me, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is there a brand? Is it like Aunt Jemima? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. M- Mrs. Mrs. Butterworth. Log Cabin. <laughs> Those are I, I the only know. three that I can remember off the top of my head. Dr. Fidget's house. My favorite no, those brand. are all actual syrup brands, I know. <laughs> Alright, also, new to the show, joining us, rounding out our panel this week, we have Steven Morioka. Steven, how are you doing? I am great. Hi guys. Huge honor to be on the show. Yeah, we, we are very glad to have you here. We're honored just as much. Can you tell everyone what your favorite topping on a crumpet, pancake, bagel, or bun is? Sure. Is a crumpet similar to an English muffin? Very. Very. Okay, cool. For the crumpet, I'm just going to go with, you know, some type of jelly, grape or strawberry. And pancakes, you know, uh, whipped cream with syrup and strawberries. So maple syrup for that. And with the bagel, I prefer the everything bagel and just, you know, regular cream cheese. Ooh, everything bagels are great. I'm a a big fan. Me too. I also just like covering them in cream cheese <laughs> that's the only thing i have with cream cheese but <laughs> me too funnily yeah bagels are great funnel e sorry <laughs> i'm just thinking of funnels of cream cheese that'd be really difficult to work with actually because the cream cheese would just get stuck in the funnel so it would just be you like, can melt it like you have to push it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sorry you know, like put it in an icing bag that's almost a funnel that would work out pretty well yeah, you probably know this better than I do because you work in food service often. I, I do. I work with icing bags every day. Huh. Yeah. And bagels. And bagels. Do yeah. people like come in and ask you for bagels? Yes. Oh, okay. 
Lucky man, getting to work with all that food. <laughs> I know, and yet I never eat while I'm at work. I've heard people that work with bagels end up not liking bagels, and that's the tough part of working with bagels. Bagels are a very small part of what I do, so Aww. it hasn't become a problem yet. Good. All right, let's move on to Pokemon news. Um, first thing I have is that Unnerved Mewtwo came out worldwide. It was released in Japan? Earlier, previously? yeah, I think in April it was released in Japan. But yeah, does anybody think this is going to have any sort of effect on its usage? I know Gary... Sean. Yeah, he made Day 2 Nationals with it. Before it was released. Well, I mean, it was it was released elsewhere. Right? Yeah, yeah, before it was released by the promotional distribution. Right. Um, but yeah, do you think anybody else is going to give that a whirl going into Worlds, or is it just kind of a fun thing to have? I mean, it's prettier, and Unnerve is kind of neat if you want to run Smeargle, and then it's like, oh, your Lumdaberry doesn't work. But it, I don't think that it's going to be huge, though I will be really impressed if somebody wins with it. That would be awesome. I mean, it would. I, it's, it's a better ability than Pressure, because Mewtwo doesn't really have a defense stat that's relevant. It it's got okay defense. It's got um, okay. I mean, it's got it's got restricted defense. Like it's got good stats across the yeah. board. But you're not sitting there and using it as a recover tank, you know. So I mean, it can live a Kangaskhan sucker punch and a plus two dazzling gleam. So. <laughs> I mean, how much more bulk do you need? <laughs> but are you using it, or would you prefer to have Unnerve or Pressure? Well, with Pressure, you can stall out their oh sucker gosh. punches a whole lot easier. <laughs> As someone who's used Pressure Mewtwo, stalling out sucker punches does come into play quite a bit. I see. <laughs> That's true, there is some value in that. Um, but the nice but thing yeah, about Unnerve is that it really better. enables Smeargle. It, it makes, or... Or Gengar, or Hypnosis Bronzong, lots of things that get stronger because of Unnerve. So I think that's and interesting. There's also a lot of things that Mewtwo does just over 50% to, and if you're double targeting them, you don't like Citrus Berry activating. Right. So that's right. another thing. Yeah, it comes in handy there. I mean, with Mewtwo, it's, it's neat that we finally get its hidden ability, and otherwise it's, you know, it's really cool. It's a cool Pokemon, obvious throwback to Generation 1, and basically, I'm not expecting much from it. I'm sure people are testing it. Some people will probably bring it too, but I'm, I'd be shocked if it got really far, especially at Worlds. Gary just had the right team, and obviously he played really well with it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, you have to consider schedule too. Like, if the if someone brings it to Worlds and gets a schedule that fits on Earth Mewtwo pretty well, and they happen to be playing on Earth Mewtwo then they could have that be going for them, and that could end up going their way, and they could get really far in the tournament. Ultimately, you get to the other side of the bracket, though. <laughs> yeah, Mewtwo is one of my favorite restricteds, just because you don't need to set it up. Right. Like, it's instant pressure, uh, even if it doesn't have pressure. <laughs> it's just so fast, and it hits so hard. Right. I know Gary used uh, Substitute with it, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, fast Pokemon with Substitute. Works like Protect. It, it does speed tie with Crobat, right? That's yes. That's the cool thing. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Crobat getting a little bit more usage lately as people stop playing things that beat Crobat. Uh, because yeah. Crobat wasn't relevant. <laughs> so it's it's good again, kind of. And then Mewtwo uh, kind of makes his life really difficult. Yeah, like it, if you can knock out the Crobat before Crobat Tail wins, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and it's it really enables your Smeargle. But if you knock out the Crobat after it's tailwinded, then it's less cool. What was the point? I mean, why are we here? <laughs> well, because then they get a free switch into something stronger than Crobat in and tailwind. All their tailwind turns still. <laughs> uh, yeah, it happens. But I mean, the the fifty fifty eight bad, and sometimes Crobat staying in can be a bad thing for you. True, it works out. It works out. Um. We, All right, so. we, we forgot to mention last week that Pokemon Go existed. Oh yeah, po- Pokemon Go existed and we kind of forgot about it. <laughs> it. It's fine, it seems like the rest of the world has forgotten about it too. Nobody's playing that thing, right? Yeah, what happened? Uh, Neil like, is a really bad developer, as far as I can tell. I, as- I assume that like it was going to be this huge thing and then it just never really took off. So It's sort of that. I don't know. It's... I mean, I've heard I was, tales of... I was being facetious. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's it, like the it biggest has... app in the world, and it was bigger than Twitter for a little bit. <laughs> it has actually fallen <laughs> off a little bit, though. Yeah, but it actually works now, so that's fun. It was never going to stay that big forever. It, it was a matter of time, but it's still, it's fine. Yeah, there there's not a lot to do in it, but, I mean, it exists. It's kind of fun. Right. Like, walking around and seeing other people playing Pokemon, that's that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> new, that's neat. It's fundamentally, it's not that great a game to actually play. You know, the gyms are terrible. Can't stand them. I couldn't get them to work for the first, like, four weeks. Like, any time I would beat somebody, it would crash, or they just wouldn't get knocked out. <laughs> and I would be there until... Basically, until it would crash. <laughs> the the yeah i mean the server would always crash for me so i just stopped trying i was using my pokemon trainer club account because i didn't want to give them my google stuff yeah i also had the pokemon trainer club account which was not working for like two weeks yeah, yeah. i was like i give up i'm done uh it, it has a lot less complexity than regular pokemon which kind of lowers the learning barrier but it makes it to me I guess, a lot more boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got, like, a two-hour commute every day, and most of that's on the bus. Mm. So I'm just spinning all the Pokestops <laughs> and getting experience that way. And, I mean, it's an okay thing to click mindlessly on the bus. Yeah, I also bad. thought about it. For VGC players, you know, we already have that competitive outlet you know, playing the actual video game, so we don't need it as much in Pokemon Go. It's really more for fun for us, in my perspective. Right. Like, I want to see what comes out of these eggs. <laughs> it is it is sort of interesting to see people that don't have anything that they do competitively start playing Pokemon Go and they just get wild about it. Yeah. Like that everybody at work is talking about Pokemon and it's really weird. I just like I that all the businesses me. have to pander to us specifically for the past week. It's been great. I know. It's so and, pathetic. <laughs> like, I 
I wear a Pokemon hat pretty much every day because that's what all my hats are. <laughs> and like nobody, like once every couple of months, somebody will comment on it, and then this came out, and then everybody loves my hat. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I only have Pokemon hats as well. All of all of my old baseball hats aren't aren't around. So it's uh, it's it was interesting going out in public with a Pokemon hat, and someone was like, "Cool hat," and I'm like. That wouldn't have happened three weeks ago. <laughs> it's it's a weird wave of acceptance to uh, try to face. Do you have like a varsity jacket with like world or national champion written on it? Jeez, I should. Just just to let people know. <laughs> that would be really funny. I try not to be too overt about it unless I'm going to be with people for a while and then I'm like, let's just get this out of the way. Um, but no, no, I should get one. Uh, like Aaron so Trailer's cool. fencing jacket. UMass Amherst fencing. That's so cool. It's like he's repping his college the whole time. Or he was just cold. I don't know. He does wear that all the time, from what I recall. Yeah. Must be a good luck charm. It's It must make him more lucky. I mean, it worked. He did really well. Yeah, he, he did do very well. <laughs> his whole team was there for him. Yeah, no, it, it was interesting. But Pokemon Go, cool. Yeah, it exists. I'm, I'm sure they'll probably do something with that for Worlds, right? I'm hoping. Maybe not. A legendary Pokemon distribution or something. That would be that would be an appropriate place to do that. Yeah. Albeit, I've heard the developer support is pretty bad. I haven't heard well, good things I'm, about it. They're not a giant team, and like they just immediately had like 18 million users jump on at once so i mean that's gonna cause a lot of problems for anybody no absolutely but it's like stuff that happened in ingress made it seem like they weren't using any feedback and it the the patterns that have shown up in ingress i've read are showing up again (laughs) the amount of players that they had in ingress though is so small compared to the amount of people playing pokemon right yeah that's completely understandable i it's tough for them uh, it's just concerning. Like, if they if they aren't able to figure out what issues uh, are solvable and if they can solve them, uh, it might prove to be difficult. Like with the tracking stuff, I've heard that's pretty annoying. I heard that they yeah. don't, or don't actually have a poke, uh, the community manager, so they're all just a bunch of, so I'm guessing that they must be just a bunch of software people who have no idea how to do the PR stuff, and they're actually going to hire one, so... Maybe that'll make things better a little bit. That would probably make things a lot better. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. in my family are PR people, or friends of my family are PR people. <laughs> so they know how to manage these sorts of things. Yeah, they're pretty valuable. All right, so anything else about Go before we move on? I'm just surprised how quickly you know it started waning already. I thought it would take yeah. a little bit longer than it has in yeah. popularity, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, there, there's just not that much to the game. So once you've caught your 50th Pidgey, it's like, okay, I think I've seen what, I, <laughs> seen what I'm going to see. There are I'll lay this up in a few months. Yeah. Are they, are they actually adding any more Pokemon, or are they just sticking to the original 151? I have heard there will be Gen 2 in December. In December. Oh, they put a date on That's that. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see more Hoot Hoots and less Pidgey. <laughs> Hoot Hoot is a vastly better Pokemon than Pidgey. Not that I don't love Pidgey, but I mean, Hoot 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 is amazing. I have 200. His name is Hoot Hoot. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have 200 Pidgey candies right now. <laughs> what involve your Pidgeys? Gosh. I- I'm hoarding them. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have criticized you. But speaking of new Pokemon... New Pokemon! <laughs> new Pokemon! Da, 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 da. Okay, We've the, got our Sun and Moon segment for this week, which I'm, I'm glad that this segment's returning. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Yeah. We, first thing we have is they announced new forms of a handful of old favorites, including a dragon executor. Yeah, that's a, that's a curious thing. Oh yeah, in with Frisk. Ice Sandshrew and Sandslash, and Ice Ninetales, and my favorite, the Ice Vulpix, which is just like I know it's just a white Vulpix, but it's so cute. It's a Snow Fox. It, it, ah, I love it. <laughs> You're weak for the Arctic Fox. I know if they had the like if they had put out one of those two hundred dollar giant plushes of like Vulpix. for sale. Yeah, you like would be in debt right, right when they now. announced the thing. I was like, yeah, I immediately would have bought that thing. <laughs> but they didn't. That's and by the time they do, like, I'll, I'll have gotten over it. <laughs> well, it's better for you then. They saved you money by not producing something. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm also going to be sad until it happens. <laughs> I mean, Sun and Moon is, is getting here, slowly but surely. Yeah. Alright, so... Um, New abilities for these guys. Like, what What was the executor one? You know, I don't Frisk. remember. Frisk. If I remember correctly? Frisk. Frisk. So it doesn't have chlorophyll anymore. Doesn't seem to. It might, there might be a version of it that has it, but that might be the weakness of the long neck. Like, it might be really, really slow because it can't get very far. Ah. Poorly balanced like that. But if it doesn't have chlorophyll, why wouldn't people just use Mega Sceptile? See? Maybe it has better offenses than Mega Skeptile, because Mega Skeptile drives me insane because it barely misses every KO I want it to get. Mega Skeptile also isn't a natural dragon type, so it can't learn Draco Meteor. Oh yeah, that also sucks. I'll get Dragon Pulse. Oh yeah, Dragon Pulse. Big damage. <laughs> and, and Lightning Rod. Ah yes, Lightning Rod. The most consistent and reliable option for increasing the damage of your high damage Dragon Pulse. It's better than Frisk. <laughs> Frisk is a pretty good pretty good ability in the situation where we're not playing in VGC 16 and we may not even have uh, Megas. That's a possibility. Okay. I'm just not seeing a format where Exeggutor without Chlorophyll is good. Especially if it's Dragon. Grass Dragon with that speed, it's, it's just... Well, it's, it might be faster than I'm giving it credit for. I mean, you never really know. It might like fire up. It's now four times weak to ice, and they announced four new ice types (laughs) (laughs) that weren't previously ice types. By the way, what is with them suddenly becoming ice types? Like supposedly they're thriving in Alola, and they evolve differently there. Why would you evolve to be an ice type on a Hawaiian island? Wouldn't that make more sense if the new game took place in Alaska? Yes, there are mountains, but they're surrounded yeah. by water, so the standard temperature of water being difficult to change, or sorry, water is difficult to change the temperature of, so Hawaiian water is typically pretty warm year-round, so it doesn't make sense that even the mountains that are close to the water, therefore There's... affected by the temperature, would be cold. <laughs> uh, the, the tops of the mountains are covered in snow. All right, fine. Oh, 
fine. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's representing. It seems more representative of real world evolution, where you know they're developing in isolation. So this is where these new forms come out. So it's kind of cool to see that. Like the Galapagos of the Pokemon world. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, I think that's really cool, personally. I think that's it's cool, it but it doesn't make any sense that they didn't turn into, like, grass-type <laughs> Vulpix. Okay, sure some, something turning into a plant? Come <laughs> it's on. A snow. It's an ice fox. <laughs> it's an ice fox. Come on, man. Same, like, same they, as a big They've already got Leafeon. Like, we don't need another one of those. True. I, do you think we'll get any more evolutions, or is that... No. Maybe not um, this gen, well, but I'm sure it'll come eventually. Eventually. They, they've got too many fans we, to pander we, to. We've always, yeah, we've always gotten a new evolution, haven't we? Every gen? Um, not with gen... Maybe not no, gen 6 had gen? Sylveon. Yeah. Gen 5 had... Not gen 5. Gen yeah. 5 was all new broken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gen 5 didn't have one. None in, none in the third, either. Oof. No? Oof. Steven's got a speed. I didn't even think of the third. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Leafeon and Glaceon were the ones from 4th gen. So it, it we'll probably get new ones in 8th. Or, yeah, 8th. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like they're due for a Steel Eevee. That would be so awesome. It'd be like the uh, creative Pokemon Kitsuno. If anyone knows what that is. I don't know if anyone would know what Kitsuno is, but it's one of my favorite Kitsuno. creative Pokemons. Because it's Ghost Steel, but it's fast and cool. I'm sorry. That was back when Steel was a really good type. That I, that <laughs> Poison Eevee? Hmm? Poison Eevee to take out the fairies? Yeah, really destroy those fairies, poison types. <laughs> Does anyone else, is anyone else like really sad about poison type moves? Like, they're usually so weak or situational. Like Gunk Shot? Gunk Shot is good, but inaccurate, and it's disappointing. Sludge Bomb? Good, but not strong. It's fine. It's, what, 90? I mean, people don't use Fire Blast because Fire Blast misses too much. And so Gunk Shot would be an equivalent, but I, I'm not able to look up the accuracy right now, but... 80. It's it, That's lower than Fire Blast, which I think is 85 now, if not mistaken. What about Belch? Belch. Belch is the one I was thinking of, but it's it's difficult to pull off. It's situational. You need a berry. Yeah, you need to eat a berry. What are you gonna do? Do your landsat berry and you? I don't. I think sludge bomb is a good move. Like it's ninety base power, it doesn't miss, and it has a thirty percent chance to poison. Sludge bomb is a genuinely good move. Yes, 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 yes. It's one of the that, better typing moves. I wish that there were more physical poison types. I don't want to jump ahead here, but I might as well. What if there's poison type Z moves? Ooh. There's gonna be a poison type. There Z has move. to be. Yeah, because they said every type. So, um, Z-moves were announced. Uh, what these are are basically... See, I copied the entire description here. Z-moves are great moves, or are moves of great power that can only be used once per battle. Uh, trainer Pokemon wishes resonate with each other, and they release their full power together. Blah, blah, blah. The result blah, is blah, the blah, explosive blah. force okay. of a Z-move! Yeah. Sorry. It's there are two conditions for performing Z moves. A Pokemon must learn a move of the same type as a Z crystal, and it must be holding the corresponding Z crystal. So you have to be holding an item. You have to know a move of the same type as that item, and you can only use it once a game. So crystal sounds like gem to me, and so when I think Z move, I think gems. 
Yeah, it it does sound a lot like a gem. Yeah. I miss the gems. They were bad for the game, but I I did like I did like them. I like psychic gem. Me too. So the wording on this, um, a Pokemon must learn a move of the same type as the Z crystal. Does that mean as long as like if Pikachu knows Thunderbolt, then it can use the Z type electric thing, or does it have to know a special Z type move that is also electric? I think that the Thunderbolt will turn into the the Z move. Also, this brings up the question, if I hypothetically had a Pikachu that didn't know Thunderbolt, but instead Thunder Wave, would that turn into a Z move? It's a move that's electric type, so probably. That way yeah. you can run both an attacking move and a support move on the same set, in theory. So it's kind of like getting a fifth move slot that you can Do damage. use once? Yeah. It's sort of, it's really interesting in how it approaches the move slot issue. Because if you gave everything six move slots, it would be crazy. Or if you gave anything five five or six move slots, it'd be crazy. But if you just give it a fifth move slot sometimes, once per battle, that might be the way that they balance it. Right. Um, Also, is it going to be once per battle per Pokemon? Or is it going to be once per battle total? I really hope it's I think it's total. Because then, like, do you want to put Z-Crystals on two Pokemon, or just on one? Because otherwise you're just wasting an item, or you could be wasting a move slot. Yeah, I mean, it's... I want to know more. I'm excited to see what they do with it further. I think that'll be interesting. Um, I'm kind of hoping this means that we don't have Megas, because that'd be a nice way to reverse some of the... The power. Give us megas. I, Give us megas with Z move. Why do you want megas? <laughs> oh my Z-move? gosh! What if King because had I... the normal type Z move? <laughs> no. What if Rayquaza had Dragon Ascent and a Z move flying type thing? Wait, they wouldn't. I guess Rayquaza would be the only one who could use it, but Megas couldn't use Z moves because of the item. They have to hold a Mega right. Stone. Right. So it would have to be. It would have to be Rayquaza. <laughs> Rayquaza would be the only one able to use the flying or dragon type Z move and be Mega. Uh, what could it? Do? It could also it could get the water type one also because it can <laughs> learn like surf. The only the only thing the I'm kind of questioning here is like depending on how powerful the Z moves are, it could. If we apply this to VGC and we apply Z moves to VGC, the problem with defensive Pokemon not always being good enough gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> because then it's like, oh, I just happen to be running two Z Z ring things on my Z my two Z crystals to cover two different types on my fire or my electric and my ice type Pokemon, and now I can one shot any tank that you play. <laughs> Dang it! How did this happen? Uh, my poor my poor multi scale Dragonite got one shot by a Mamoswine using a Z move. Mamoswine can do it anyways. The Icicle Spear right through multi-scale, so that's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> multi-scale and Yashberry won't save you, Dragonite. <laughs> but it, it, it's a little concerning. But at the same time, if you use two defensive Pokemon and there's only one Z-move, then the one that doesn't get KO'd would be better. Because then they have less options to get rid of it. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna float this out there. Do you think even with the Z move, Cresselia can hurt anything? 
No. Steven? Yeah, me neither. Probably not. <laughs> Dude, Cresselia is the big damage Pokemon of the century. I don't know what you all are talking about. Everybody always likes talking about offensive Cresselia, but that's just not what it is. I use Cresselia exclusively to do damage. That's really what I'm here for. <laughs> the, the only other thing we know about Z-Move so far is that they're putting out a toy with it. Yeah, and it's like 30 bucks. It's called a Z-Ring, and it lights up, it shakes, it makes sounds. It makes you it feel like with your game. Is this or, similar to an yeah. armband? Yeah. yeah. They call it a ring, but it kind of looks like a bracelet, but they don't show anything for scale, so I have no idea how big it is. If it's not a bracelet, but it costs $30, I'm going to be pretty mad. Well, I'm. did you hear the part where it lights up and shakes and makes noise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot about that. I guess I'm buying And it's one. about the same price as the game? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so much money? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you should be able to play the game on the thing. <laughs> I mean, really, that that it should be a console. Like, maybe it'll have other functionality. No, like a game and watch. It's just oh, yeah. it only has Pokemon on it. <laughs> that would actually probably, if it could play Sun and Moon. First of all, the processing power of it would have to be incredible. Secondly. I think people would buy that thing so quickly, regardless of the price. Because yeah. there are so many people that would love to just look down at their watch, turn on Pokemon, and just start playing. Yes. Very accessible. They would... Admittedly, it's a little showy for what I think most people would one. prefer. Wear that on one hand and your Pokemon Go thing on the other hand. And then... <laughs> you have your briefcase and your suit on. Yep, you go to work each day. So what about some of those new Pokemon? Yeah, Gumshoes? they announced a whole bunch. I don't know if there were two waves of announcements since our last episode, but when I was looking, there was a bunch of other new ones that I hadn't seen yet. No, they just had like a really long trailer that was like five minutes. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff that okay. they announced. Okay. So I'm just going to read down the list that I have here. Lurantis. That's the mantis looking thing. With the cool a... solar blade thing that's probably just physical solar beam. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome and cute and I like praying mantises. And that had a baby version too, right? Yeah. It was uh, Bo yeah. Bomantis? Bomantis. Oh, I, that's right. New Pokemon, I get to butcher all the names. Oh, you're you're in for a treat. Oh, there's one coming coming up, but I'm not even gonna take a shot. You guys can all you guys can all take that one. Well, you're gonna have to for the uh, for the podcast sake. Yeah, Lurantis, uh, grass type. Okay, yeah, Lurantis got Leaf Guard. I I don't That's know. That's disappointing. Leaf Guard's not a very good ability. No, it it's called the Bloom Sickle Pokemon, and I first read that as the Boom Sickle Pokemon, <laughs> and that sounded a lot cooler. It explodes like Snorlax. The boom sickle just sounds like a savage Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's got death and explosions. It's a whole new breed. I'm sorry. That yeah, it, it would be cool, but at the same time, bloom sickle also sounds pretty cool. It just sounds like a really weird popsicle yeah. at the same time. Like it'd have flower petals in it, and there'd be seeds there, and it'd be kind of gross. But at the same time, it would taste really good. 
And you'd be kind of wondering, like, why hadn't you had this before? But at the same time, why would you ever have this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's got a signature move called Solar Blade. Yeah. Which is what's at the end of its boomsicle. Yeah. A bunch of solar energy collected into a lightsaber. It looks pretty strong, that that attack does. I, I don't remember seeing the attack. I'm just it, looking at the website. Basically, now. the trailer showed it firing a huge beam of light out of its head, consolidating it into a blade form, and then dropping its head on the other thing. Sort of. So it, it looked pretty strong. Okay, that's cool. That sounds like a boomsicle. Yeah, I mean, there's no explosion, unfortunately. Doesn't matter. The The next one was Gumshoes, right? It had the same yes, stake, stake out ability as uh, yeah. Young Goose. It grew a beard. It did grow a beard. It has the same sick hair. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's wearing a trench coat. It is. It, it's a detective. It's Looker. It's got to be Looker's Pokemon. It's the Looker. <laughs> oh, man. Are they going to bring Looker back? Looker's got to come back and be like, this is my home, and my Pokemon is Gumshoes. Because <laughs> we're the same, the same thing. Be cool. Essentially, they're like they are each other, right? No, okay. Kinda. <laughs> you have to play along uh, a little bit, otherwise I, it's not I'm, fun. I'm also getting a little bit of a dad from Ruby Sapphire vibe. Oh, true, Norman. Yeah, it would be interesting to see Norman in this game and have him have a gum shoes. But he's. I mean, he was the normal type guy, right? So yeah. that would make sense for him. His name was Norman, and he was the normal type guy. Yeah, he would. He would totally have a gum shoes. Yeah, he would. He would dig a gum shoes. Oh man, it sucks when you get gum on your shoes. And I just put that together. See, what's the origin of gum shoes? Like, what does that statement mean? Gum shoes. I don't know. I remember Carmen San Diego. That's it. I don't. <laughs> oh, she she called everyone gum shoes. That... Well, not Carmen. The the chief. Did you never watch Carmen Sandiego? No, I'm younger TV than show? you. I haven't even watched it. Well, it was on PBS. So I figured it had a TV show. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it was a video game, and then they made a uh, like quiz show for kids. Right. Okay. That was a television show. It, it was. It has the best theme song ever. It, okay. They had a house band called Rockapella. Did they do acapella rock? Yes, they did. Okay, wonderful. And there would be, like, audio clues, and they would... Oh, my... I'm sorry. It is an amazing show. <laughs> and that's that's where Gumshoes like, is from. Yes. Carmen See, San Diego is the chief. Is, is in I played I'm, the video game, but I had no idea it had a TV show. First time I've heard of this. Yeah, it was on PBS. It was great. Sam knows all kinds um, of wonderful things. <laughs> the video games are also great, but yeah, I'm... Definitely going to put the theme song to that as the outro for this podcast. Oh, that, that's motivation to listen to the whole thing through. <laughs> oh, so good. It is so good. Don't skip. Keep, yeah, keep yourself on that. Like, you want that. <laughs> All right. So moving on to next Pokemon, we have Minior. It's a Meteor, but it's small, so it's a Minior. Oh, right. that's what oh, it's supposed to be. Oh, that's it came from. I thought it was a starfish. <laughs> I thought it came from mine. That'd be that'd be that, interesting. Like Star Mine. It does kinda look like the Minesweeper mines. Yeah. 
But no, it's a meteor. It's a meteorite. It's a well, it's a meteor. It's its own small meteor. It's not a. Yeah. It's like phew. Okay. I kind of want a minesweeper mod with this guy in it now. Yeah, it, uh, but wasn't the thing that it's like it lives in the stratosphere. It's up there with Rayquaza, and that's it. It gets all these small particles from the stratosphere, and it collapses. It falls to Earth, Wait. sort of. The the thing with it that's kind of cool, or the thing with this game in general that's kind of cool, I'm starting to see. There's a little bit of an environmental theme, like pointing out stuff in the stratosphere, like the stray particles in the stratosphere and how they impact things living there, even though things don't actually live there, mostly for us. <laughs> Yeah. But the Pokemon living there help it to help us to kind of visualize what that's like. So as a person who likes environmental issues or likes, not likes having them, but likes <laughs> increasing their awareness. To know about them. That with yeah. that and Zygarde being the environmental savior Pokemon is really funny. <laughs> it's like it should be wearing like a hat and it's like, I'm going to go hiking today. I'm Zygarde. <laughs> but I think it's, uh, that's, that's one of my personal favorite things about these games so far. Yeah. With um, with Meteor, yeah. you know, it's got the rock flying type, so it's really cool that it's a Meteor. Um, its ability, I think it's called Shields Down. Yes. And yes. then it changes colors. And it gets those, faster and stronger. Yeah, so those... Fun. That's fine. Those Starbit, those, uh, those new forms it turns into, they're colorful. They reminded me of these Starbits from Super Mario Galaxy. Yes, they yeah, do. Yeah, a little bit. They're very similar. The other thing about it is that Shield Sound also blocks status conditions before it. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. yeah I... Um, but it's also kind of like Zen Mode in Darmanitan, where its defenses drop after halfway, but its attack goes up. Yeah. But it's like reverse. I think that this could be really good because, like, you send it out there as super bulky thing at first. It sets up some support thing, and then after it's done setting up. When it gets attacked, its shields go down, and now it can be off an offensive presence. Depending on its stats, of course. Yeah, I'm trying to be optimistic here, though, because I think it's really okay. cute. Odds on it getting Shell Smash. Oh! <laughs> That's a thought. That's definitely a thought. Because it can't be Thunder I mean, Wave it, before it Shell Smashes. And it makes sense. Because it has a shell that it gets rid of, so... But if it used Shell Smash, smash before its shields went down... That'd be a problem. Like it would... Well, not really, because it's got the giant defense from the shield anyway. No, as in, like, it wouldn't make logical sense for it to have smashed its, its shell, but still have its shell. Right? If its shell can exit its body. It, it's still wearing it, it's just kind of beat up now. <laughs> We've gone into a darker day. <laughs> I am now an old man, but I'm very strong. <laughs> I don't know. like my shoes. I I like the thing. I think it will get sh shell smash. That'd be cool. Be very cool. Anyone wonder if like the different colors have like differences other than aesthetics? It seems like know. they're going for that a lot this generation. So it's possible. Just, I think it's exciting to not know what color it'll be until its its shields have gone down. Maybe it'll have, like, a weather ball-type move that will change depending on its color. That would be awesome. That'd like, be, cast form. That'd be interesting. Like, the pink one would have a fairy move, then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. We have Mudbray, which just looks like a tiny version of the other horse. Baby Mudsdale. 
Mudge Dale, that was his name. Yeah. Yeah. It's small and cute. <laughs> Baby horse. It is cute. It is very adorable. Agreed. There's no ice Vulpix, though. What was that, Steven? Agreed. It's cute. I like it. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, it also yeah, gets it, stamina. I don't think it's relevant competitively, though. Probably? Yeah. It might be it's with just, a violate. It, it is called the donkey Pokemon, so that's fun. Highly appreciable. Donkeys are good. Yeah, I, I, I'm... I mean, stamina is still an interesting ability. It might be... If it gets good support moves with stamina and the offensive pressure of the metagame isn't too much, it could be, like, a better for Fro still. That's still a thought yeah. with the Violet. Yeah, we, we talked about it last week. Yeah, Mudsdale we talked about. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be seeing much Mudbray unless it has some weird evil light thing. Yeah. I doubt it. But the next one is uh, Oricorio. Thank you! That was the one I didn't want to pronounce. Dang it! I think you <laughs> said it right, too. Now, now I got it. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks pretty uh, phonetic. I really hope I'm right. Yeah, I do too. Because now I'm just going to copy that. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Throwback to Pockin. <laughs> I'm always going to call that Pockin. It's not Pockin. <laughs> I know it's not, but I don't care. It's, it's Pockin. Pockin. Uh... It's Pocket Monsters in Tekken. Okay, whatever you're saying, Pokemon, Pokin, Pokin. Yeah, but Oricorio gets four different types, which I'm struggling to remember right now. I know one of them is Ghost. Uh, gets Fire, um, Electric, and Psychic, I think. Yes, uh, it's a pink one. Psychic. Psychic. Yes, I just clicked. Psychic, Ghost, Fire, Electric. Okay. And the ability Dancer copies any dancing moves that other Pokemon use. Yes. The, the, the very important thing with this Pokemon, can it attack the turn that it copies a dance move? That would be good to know. It's highly relevant. Especially if they use Teeter Dance and you get confused, do you still get to dance back, or are you <laughs> going to hit yourself in confusion? See, the other thing with this is, like, there have been, I've seen singles players that have been reviewing Oricorio that are like, this isn't really relevant. But, like, if you think about this in VGC, if you were to lead, I don't know, Oricorio Garchomp, and Oricorio... Say it gets Brave Bird. That's that's a little bit of a stretch, but Ooh. say it gets Brave Bird, okay. and your Garchomp goes for Swords Dance. Your Oricorio uses Swords Dance and then uses Brave Bird. <laughs> oh! After your Garchomp. <laughs> and keep yeah. in mind that Talonflame has a base attack under eighty and even it or under a hundred, and even its Brave Birds do a ton of damage. <laughs> Right. I don't think it's going to learn Brave Bird, but that would be amazing. It'd be crazy. Well, I'm sure it'll get returned, if nothing else. It'll, it, it would get, if it doesn't get Brave Bird, it probably gets Air Slash, and if it gets Air Slash, you can Quiver Dance Air Slash with your Volcarona. And only be weak to rock moves a little bit. Or maybe, maybe it'll get... I'm trying to think of a way you could give it acrobatics and have some item be used after it copies a dancing move. Um, unfortunately, Geomancy is not a dancing move, so you can't use power. <laughs> right. That would be, that'd be really strong, though. I'm weird using acrobatics, but strong. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, if it just replaces the move it would use, then dancing moves are almost a counter to it because of Dancer. Because you can just set up in its face, and then if you were stronger to begin with. Yeah. Which, oh. which typing of it 
the interests you the most? Ghost. Yeah. Probably. For me. Yeah. I mean, there's Driftbloom already, so that's not a new deck. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's not but none of them deck. are yeah. new. But Ghost is kind of nice because it's immune to fake out. True. And then we already have Fire Flying and Electric Flying, and Psychic Flying is Sigilyph and Zatu. Yeah. Yeah, but there's there's no good electric flying types. <laughs> oh yeah, there are none. There, are, you're right. There are no good electric flying types. They don't exist I, at all. I'm, I mean, Rotom Fan's okay. <laughs> but... Rotom Fan is is pretty much the um, the headliner for electric flying types. And I mean, really, the fact that it has to have levitate is is just disheartening. Yeah. You know. I know. I I usually end up with a Bulga anyway. Yeah. So I I would love to use Pom Pom Bird. <laughs> Probably better than a mole. Pom pom bird <laughs> looks like a lot of fun. Pom pom or choreo, the electric kind. Yeah, yeah. It's electric, baby. Yeah. I think the other right. the other one that was announced recently um, was Salandit, which was really interesting. Did I've, we talk about that I've, last episode? I've got. We did not. I also have three other things that I don't believe we talked. We about. We didn't talk about those three, but they were they were announced before then. I don't. Remember seeing them? Vikavolt, Kamala, like, and Rockruff. Um, Bound Suite was the newest thing, and all of these things are now listed before Bound Suite. Oh, so. yeah, no, these were older than Bound Suite. They were some of the first ones announced. Okay, well, I don't remember them, so we need to so talk about them for you, for your sake. Let's go with Salandit and its corrosion. Oh, okay. What does corrosion do? Salandit. Corrosion says Salandit can hit steel types. Uh, and I, does it have their poison types? I don't remember. With poison moves. Oh, that's cool. Like, Toxic will hit steel types now. Oh, that's kind of neat. I mean, it's not great, but, I mean, it's cool. Is it a poison type? Yeah, it's poison fire. It is poison fire, so, like, extra weak to ground, but... Great offensive typing. It's for the fairies. Destroys fairies. (laughs) Oh my god, yes it does. I really hope it evolves, because it looks kind of weak. It's a lizard. Yeah, it seems like a base form. Yeah, it looks like one. It's kind of cute, though. It looks like it should like evolve it. into Crocodile, which is weird. I mean, I know it wouldn't, obviously, because it's a salamander and Crocodile is a crocodile, but... And Crocodile already has three forms. Oh. <laughs> a man can dream. Also, they um, just had a donkey evolve into a horse, so... Yeah. That that happens, though. No, it like, doesn't. You've been to Ho- in Hawaii? Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, there are donkeys that... That's in their why they raise a lot of horses over there. Yeah. I mean, there aren't donkeys that transform into horses, but breeding donkeys, mules are technically part horse. You can't breed a mule. You can't breed a mule, but you can breed a donkey and a horse and make a mule, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, mules. All right. Other things I hadn't seen yet. Uh, there's Vika Volt. It's a flying fast bug. It's like... Yeah, it's bug electric and it levitates. Yeah, it looks pretty strong. I guess. I I don't know. I bet that's going to be like the frailest thing in the world because it's bug and electric. Yes, but it's bug and electric. Can you think of that typing? It's so good outside of like trying to hit fairies. True. Or fire types. Or ground types. We have a Galvantula already with compound eyes. Which is a good ability. Yeah. Can use thunder, and Galvantula is not good. So, ah, uh, if it was just a little bit stronger, it'd be 
It's a little stronger and a little faster. I know. Well, it's fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sticky Web is a good attack. I don't know if it's good in VGC. It's relevant. Okay, so there's Bigabolt, that's a thing. Uh, Kamala. It only goes to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I want a Kamala. Trying to figure out. Which one is that again? It's the Koala. It's the koala. Oh, the that sleeping thing. bear? Yeah, the sleeping bear. Yeah, it's like hugging a log. Yeah, it's it's hugging a log, and it isn't its ability that it can't have any status ability but sleep. Comatose. Blah, 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 blah. New ability no other Pokemon has ever had until now. The ability keeps it perpetually in a drowsing state, which prevents it from getting any other status condition. So it's just always sleeping. Well, no, it's not. It says it, drowsing state. So is that like the it's awake turn after you get yawned? Um. So it's like going to sleep next turn, and then next turn it falls asleep. Well, no, but it's always it's go. always going to fall asleep next turn, so it never actually falls asleep. That's my hope. It'd be. I'm afraid that it's going to fall asleep every other turn after it's awake. <laughs> That'd be very unfortunate. Well, I mean, if you had sleep talk, that would yeah, be the time to use. You'd it. never the get to part pick. Is that it isn't affected by Will O Wisp or Thunder Wave or Toxic. Right. Like no matter what. It could be that it stays awake the whole time, but isn't affected by those. So that's cool. And if it has an evolved form that's really strong, and people would like to Will-O-Wisp, that'd also be cool. Yeah, but that thing will just have insomnia. Shh. Vigoroth isn't every monkey. It'd be interesting to see what it evolves I'm just guessing. I just hope it's more usable than slacking. Yeah, I love slacking, though. It's one of my favorites. We're going to see slacking okay. in Worlds this year, and we're, we're going to seem really stupid. Uh, I, I think I can prevent that from happening. <laughs> I don't know. Are you strong enough? I think I can beat a slacking. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that won't be an issue. Slacking is easily the most broken Pokemon in the game. Strong. Yeah. Okay, the last Pokemon I have here that I hadn't seen before is Rockruff. Yeah. It is called the Puppy Pokemon. It's cute. I like it. It is cute. It has Vital Spirit. Cool. That's like Insomnia. It's Rock-type. I think that's a weird thing for a puppy to have, because puppies like to sleep. Except when they don't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Having two puppies myself, no, not not really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, they have a lot of energy, but they also will... Sleep. They'll tuck her out, yeah. But it, yeah. I, I, when it is nap time, those puppies will sit in their little kennels. Oh, there's no such thing as nap time. It's, when it is nap time for the puppers, <laughs> they will sit in their kennels and stare at me like I heard someone. <laughs> so they, they do like to be awake. <laughs> I don't know, Rockruff's cool. They, they said at some point that it had some kind of secret. It and the starters had some kind of secret, which is interesting. They know where you hid the bodies. <laughs> no! <laughs> this 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 game ends up being a twist murder mystery where you're where you're investigating a murder only to find out you're the one who committed it. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gumshoes trying to figure this out, but Rock Ruff and all the other Pokemon are trying to keep this hush hush. <laughs> and you you've lost your memory, so you don't know. You're you're the new detective on the island trying to piece this all together. And you're the one who did it. 
story. I would love this story. That would be so much fun. I know that and this also, is not uh, on our topic sheet, but I just remembered a thing that we should talk about. Apparently, the new Pokemon movie is going to be Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Oh, right. They, That's weird. Because they, they were coming out with a game, and then they were making a movie based on it. And it's like a live-action movie. Yeah. With a Pikachu, and the Pikachu has a human voice. Oh, my God. I saw <laughs> I saw a parody where it was Danny DeVito's voice for the Pikachu. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It was great. I, I also saw that. It was pretty good. That might be all uh, we need to talk about with that one. Danny DeVito voicing Pikachu. Danny DeVito should voice every Pokemon. <laughs> Danny DeVito is Tropius. That'd be that'd be that'd be great. We do have some questions this week too. We do. We have a handful. I pulled these from some of these are from months ago. Yeah. On that episode and some of these are new. Um, so I'm going to go oldest to newest. And first we have more from Infamous Chubb, who also gave us our intro topic this week. Um, physical or special Aegislash for BGC 16? Mixed. Mixed. I like physical. Cool. Yeah, I I like both. Well, I don't like pure special. I mixed or pure physical. Yeah, pure special is probably the least viable. But you did yeah. Gyro Ball, Shadow Ball, and have an Iron Ball. So you have Triple and Ball. Shadow Sneak's cool. Yeah. I like sneaking. I can sneaky, be sneaky. sneaky. Um, but yeah, Wide Guard is also very good. Wide Guard is a great move that needs better distribution. Just kidding. It's it's good, but the thing is, if everything got it, I don't think every, everything would use it. Because that would make it bad. It's... Yeah. It's kind of it's one so of those situational. Things. It needs to be a little bit of a surprise to be a good move. Alright, and on that note, uh, he also asks, what are the must-have moves to keep in mind when building a team? I think Wide Guard might not be a must-have move to keep in mind, but it's something you can't forget about. One could think about it. Yeah. I'm gonna say Protect, always. Just assume everything knows Protect, unless it's kind of Scott. Then even then it might have Protect. It might. I ran Protect on my Kangaskhan, the one event I used a Kangaskhan. Steven, what are your thoughts on this? For must-have moves, you know, I'd always start with speed control. You know, you got to have it somewhere, otherwise it's going to be very tough to get to pull wins out from the battles. Right. Because you, you got to get, you got to go first sometimes. Got to get those KOs which act like flinches. Exactly. You know, if, especially if we're team building for this season, you know, have moves so you're ready for the opposing Pokemon, especially the restricted ones. Right. So stuff like Groudon, Kyogre, Xerneas, you know, make sure you have moves on your team that are prepared for them. So kind of like going with the Age Slash, you don't want to run full special just because Flash Cannon isn't going to do anything to Xerneas. Yeah. Right. Even if Even if you do... Get the flash cannon off on the Xerneas. It'll have gotten a geomancy up, and it'll do twenty percent. Exactly. <laughs> Very sad day for Aegislash. <laughs> Poor thing. Sure. Yeah. Also, maybe don't forget about Dark Void. Yeah, keep that in mind. Keep Taunt in mind. Uh, keep Tailwind in mind. Like, keep other people's speed control in mind. Like how you answer it, Tiffany. Did you have any any thoughts too? Uh, you guys covered most of them. Protect, speed control, trick room, which is a yeah. form of speed control, but I feel like it deserves its own category. 
Yeah, because tri- trick rooms usually used to counter other speed control a lot of the time. And another way to read this question would be, like, must have calcs to keep in mind, like, things you want to live. So I'm going to say, like, maybe a life orb dragon ascent. Eruption, water spout. Plus two moon blast and dazzling gleam. Double edge. Precipice blades. <laughs> there are a lot come yeah. the end of the season. There are a lot of moves to think about because we know very well, clearly. Well, no, it's basically, it's pretty much like eight or nine moves. Yeah. Like if you, if you look at the um, like, I, I guess they're not current anymore, but the battle spot statistics of like what moves were used to beat this Pokemon and that Pokemon, it's usually like eight to nine moves for every Pokemon. Yeah, a lot of the KOs are gotten by the same moves. Because they're like strong. Water spout, precipice blades, dazzling gleam, Origin return, pulse. or double edge, yeah. hyper force. Ice beam. Yeah. 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 There are some moves that are better than others. <laughs> Ice beam not on that list ever. Really? <laughs> really? Oh, poor Salamence. I guess it's getting KO'd by no. eruptions. <laughs> yeah. Which I do on well, the regular. Well, daz- dazzling gleams and moon blasts. Yeah. Yeah. People are pretty good about keeping their Salamences from getting hit by Ice Beams, but they don't seem to be as good at keeping their Salamences from getting hit by Fairy Moves. Right. Because <laughs> Fairy Moves are harder to avoid. Yeah. So, next question, I guess? Next question, we have Poke Birch, who asks, Multiple regionals have seen double primal teams win. What do you think about that? And I think regionals are soft. Like, regionals and nationals. Well, double primal didn't win nationals. It won UK nationals. Oh, that's not a take it seriously. Oh, well, it did leave the EU, <laughs> or it tried to at least. It's it's making an effort. Yeah, yeah. Tell me to take the UK seriously. <laughs> take the UK Double seriously. Yeah, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, Sam, please. Uh. <laughs> Nobody takes them seriously anymore. Um, I've um, heard a lot of my friends define Double Primal as the most reactive team in the format, like the perfect reactive team, and that's good, and it's good for Worlds, but at the same time, you have to understand that proactive teams typically take better control of the game, and by that, by that logic, they usually get better hacks, too. Like, I feel like a double right. primal team would end up getting hacks more than the big six team, because the big six team would attack more, more often, and go first more often. And then it's Correct. also using Moody Smeargle, so that's a whole different beast. But you have to, you have to understand, like, the, the team that is reactive, typically, I mean, in a perfect world, the reactive team wins because it's able to cover the options of the proactive team and make them relevant. But that's not always the case. And sometimes the reactive team gets reacted to by getting red, and sometimes it gets hacked. I don't know. I, I just don't like having Kyogre with a partner that is going to completely make Kyogre irrelevant half the time. Yeah. It's... A lot of my, my counterplay when I'm fighting Double Primal on PS or when I'm playing is, is just trying to force them to send out Kyogre too early and then right. KO the other Pokemon. And it's like, dang it, it's, my Kyogre is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier to force their hand when they have to play against not only you, but also themselves. Yeah. Next question, we have PKFly103. Uh, best way of improving as a player and getting over a series of bad tournament runs. I've had a lot of those. <laughs> I've had a few. <laughs> 
Um, uh, it's sort of a maturity thing. Like once you've played enough Pokemon, you uh, you you get more accepting of it that it happens. At the same time, if you accept it, then you that's typically when you start to slow down in your improvement. Because if you don't accept losses personally, you both take them much worse, and you you're worse about them, and you get much better after having them. Right? Because you pay a lot of attention to it, but at the same time, that's unhealthy. So, you kind of have a trade-off. Like, getting really good at a game means doing things that other people wouldn't necessarily want to do to get good at the game. Usually. Unless you're, like, really naturally talented, and it's hard to be naturally talented in a game with no tech skill. Uh, So, practicing a a lot and caring a lot are typically the ways to go about it, at least in my mind. Yeah, I think all of us have had this kind of experience, you know, over our time playing the game. And just from, I agree with you, Toller, that maturity is a big thing about it. And, you know, be really critical about your play. You know, always ask yourself, are there situations where I didn't need to try and get lucky on a certain turn? Or, um, you know, basically... He's asking about bad tournament runs, and I'm, I'm guessing these are like consecutive ones. Always know that there's always a next tournament, always a next season. It's not like the Olympics, which are happening this month, where it's every four years, and those you know those uh, people competing for the Olympic medals, they, might be they the have to wait a ever. long time. Yeah, they might be in the best shape they're ever in. You get more time. Yeah, we, we have time to improve, and you know, sometimes... A bad tournament run can take time to get over, and it's like a normal wound. You just got to give it time to heal. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of growing, and it's you gotta you gotta use the game to let yourself grow in in more ways than just within how well you make predictions or build teams. I mean, I also think that some players do better at certain metas than others. So yeah, you know, you could, I'm really bad at this meta. I am so bad. At this meta, but I don't think that makes me a terrible player. It just means that I'll do better next year. I think I'm more inconsistent in this meta than I was in 2015, which is saying something. Because I practiced more in this meta than I practiced in any other meta, for the most part. But I just can't get a result that'll stay. Like, I'll be playing well, and I still can't get it. (laughs) I can't get it to stay good. I, I always fall on the red, I always fall poorly. And it's, I mean, they're little mistakes that I make. I make all kinds of little mistakes when I play. And it's its hard to reconcile that with yourself, that you're like, wow, I practiced so much, and I still made all of these mistakes. Right. <sighs> Being able to figure out if they're actually mistakes or if you just got, uh, got read pretty hard was... Something like that, yeah. I mean, you have to acknowledge the possibility of getting read pretty hard in a turn. You have to acknowledge, like... If you got hacked, whether or not the play you made was technically a mistake. Because if it still covered more options, then it might not have been a mistake. Um, Like, there was a situation at Nationals. I played against Brianna Burt. And I made a play assuming she would make a play thinking about how Tailwind was going to run out after that turn. And she didn't make that play, and I lost. And I was like, that's so bizarre. It's it's almost like you forgot Tailwind was up. And she was like... (gasps) Tailwind was up? And I just... I was so upset. (laughs) Because I had had dropped a game earlier in that set to, like, Dragon Ascent critting my mints when he was... When the Ray was at minus one. And I was like, oh, no, you forgot Tailwind was up? I feel less dumb, but also more frustrated. (laughs) 
It's it's interesting. There are all kinds of like that might have been the right play, but if I had realized by using my words a little more when I was playing with her that she didn't realize Tailwind was up, if I had done a few bluffs with language, then maybe I would have known. I don't know. Yeah. Real world experience. <laughs> All right. Playing Pokemon. Next question. We have Temple VGC who asks, what restricted cord you feel will win worlds? Journey is ground on. I, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> it's a very good, very good too. Does a lot of Pokemon. damage. Steven, do you have another answer? I have to agree. I mean, it's hard to argue against it. It's the probably the strongest duo we've ever seen in in VGC history. Yeah. So if if I you guys we're... were to, you know, put in a second as a favorite, like what would you go with? I was Grand gonna I was gonna favorite uh, I was gonna favorite Rayogre actually and put Big Six second. Because uh, depending on the Rayogre, depending on the Rayogre, but no. there are some versions that I've been using that have been extraordinary <laughs> in how well they I answer think, it. I think Raydon is better than Rayogre. Okay. It's pretty good. I agree with you. And it also has a better uh, Groudon Xerneas matchup. In effort to win the predictions game, I will predict something other than Big Six as my number one slot and say Rayogre. Okay. Not necessarily because I actually believe it'll win more than I believe Big Six will win, but so I, when it happens, I look way cooler than you guys. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to say Radon then. Okay. Any yeah, others? I would love it if something besides Xerneas and Groudon and Big Six would win, but I'm don't have confidence in... Maybe Rayogre. It, it might, but I still think that it's more likely. <sighs> nope. No Kyogres. I'm going to say no Kyogres in top eight. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's bold. bold. I'm not not even slightly worried about that. No Kyogres in top eight. But, like, not even from Kyogre. a statistics game, Xerneas Groudon is most likely to win just because most people will bring that, so... Yeah. You know, I'm, when you've got with more... With the no Kyogres in top eight thing, Sam, I would be careful earlier on in the season... It was uh, five Groudons to three Kyogres per top eight, pretty much. I did a test. <laughs> You're going to be wrong. <laughs> there will be no Kyogres in top eight. There will eight. be at least one. There will be no Kyogres <laughs> in top eight. All right, no. whatever you say, buddy. I will see an Aveltel in top eight before I see Kyogre. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's bold. You're, you're really... I can see that happening, though. Yeah, Eveltal's good. Eveltal can play with the five big six mons, too. Yeah. Pretty well. Eveltal's alright. But Kyogre, just. No, not this year. Not this year, Kyogre. It's, it's not happening. Alright. Um, from Palette? <laughs> okay, perfect question. Following that. <laughs> Which of the restricted Pokemon by T PCI are unusable in the BGC 16 format? Can we all do one? That we think Kyogre. <laughs> no. Ouch. I'm gonna say Kirin Black. Oh that's a good I one. was gonna say that's... Zygarde, but you know yours is better, Dimson. People use Kirin before Kirin Black, and Kirin is useless. <laughs> uh, 
It's got so much physical attack and no physical attack, so it's gonna I know, I wish it had learned of Dragon Claw and Icicle Crash. Oh my god. That would be good! I so. know, right? Well, I mean, it would, it would be okay. Ice moves are good. Ice moves are good. Steven, do you have one? I'm gonna go with Lugia for this one. Oh, no. no, you've got two Lugia lovers right here. Yeah, it is not unusable. It's totally... It is... It is slightly usable. It's it's moderately playable, sort of. <laughs> it's moderately playable, but I can probably come up with more uses for Zekrom and Reshiram than Lugia. Okay. And have we seen Zekrom, Lugia yes. top cut anywhere yet? No. We haven't seen I'm Reshiram so top that. cut anywhere yet. Time's I running out. <laughs> Alright. Z- Zekrom has some moves. I gotta make right? my surprise appearance at Worlds with Lugia. <laughs> Get today too. That would be great. No, I, I like the. I, I think it's probably Zy- Zygarde's definitely the least usable, right? I, I've I mean, seen more Zygarde's than I've seen Kieran Blacks or Kieran's. I agree with Tim Sun. Kieran <laughs> Black, I mean, at least it still has the speed, and and it has more power, like. Even a Kieran Black Blizzard is doing more than Land's Wrath from Zygarde. Yeah, but okay. Zygarde has some f- fun moves. Like, it just needs slightly better stats. I mean, it's got Land's Wrath, it has Glare, it has Haze, it has Coil, um, it, it has, has Safeguard. Right? It's a ground type of Safeguard, so it can't be Thunder Wave. Um, so it... C- yeah, but it's also, like, the slowest restriction. No, it's not. It's 90 speed. Yeah, it's, it's not slow. Yeah. It's just got... Weak stats across the, the slowest restricted Pokemon. <laughs> whoa, 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 buddy! <laughs> Wait, is there one that's lower than ninety? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure there's not. No, ninety's the slowest. But they're all ninety. <laughs> they're all. 90. Yeah. No, not all of them. Like Palkia, the Kyurems. Yeah. Xerneas, Yveltal, Rayquaza, Mewtwo, Ho Oh, Boogia. Also, Zygarde has Aura Break, which is nice. It would be nice Irrelevant. if it wasn't a dragon type. <laughs> yeah, if, it, it still loses to Moonblast. If it was like ground and grass and had aura break, it'd be fine. It would be just fine. Yeah. Oh. Its new forms are a year too late. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. At the same time, I wouldn't like to see another restricted Pokemon battling. I wouldn't like to get in Weather Wars and Aura Wars. That'd be weird. Uh, I would not enjoy that. That would be terrible. That would be fun. <laughs> That'd be horrible. I would hate that. That'd be fun. We've got an ice type Vulpix now. I'm all good. Like, do whatever you want to the medic. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, a uh, fun question for the last question. I think this is pretty much just directed at you, Sam. Maybe. Um, we have How about I? The hive mind asking. Can I? Can or, I ask no, it? Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. What do y'all think? The best partner for Walrein is in this format. Kyogre. <laughs> no. Um, I should have thought about this more. Yeah, you should have put some effort. Um, Walrein wrecks There's a Kyogre. lot of good things that go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Walrein does wreck Kyogre. It's, it's pretty nice. Um, like Basically anything that can take advantage of the speed control. So it's like... I've liked Groudon and Walrus a lot, even though Groudon doesn't let you use Brian as often. That's true, because of the sun. 
but yeah, to icy wind to make sure the other Groudons are now slower than your Groudon is great. Um, super fine things to put them into range of Groudon to KO anything. Also great. Yeah. Bullrain, best Pokemon yeah. VGC 2016. Yeah, being able to switch into water spouts and such. A lot of fun. I think the uh, the best partner for it is probably Smeargle because, um, I mean, with Walrein, Smeargle always gets an evasiveness, speed, and accuracy boost in the first three turns. So uh, it just perma-sleeps the opposing team. <laughs> of course, this is what happens with Walrein. Um, I've also had a lot of a lot of good times with Walrus Breloom. That's interesting. Like going back two years and also this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all the questions. Yeah, that's all I have on the show notes. Does anybody else have anything they want to add? No, I think we're pretty good. Everyone, good luck at the World Championships. It's going to be an extremely fun event. Enjoy it. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if this is your first one. If you see me there and would like to record something, let me let me know. Like I'll I'll do an on the spot interview or something. We welcome friends. I always mean to do at these things, and I keep forgetting. And then I remember afterwards, and it's sad. Actually, if you see him, you should just kick him in the shin. Apparently, that's what we do now. No, don't do that! <laughs> I don't know how that started, but everybody does it now. <laughs> Alright, this is this has been quite a long show. Okay. So, does yeah? Does anybody have anything they need to plug? Where can people find you on Twitter? At Dim Sunlight. Steven, you're new to Twitter. I am new to Twitter, at Super Morioka. Okay. And I'm at dr underscore fidget. I'm still waiting on the original Dr. Fidget to stop squatting, because he's followed one person and never tweeted, and he's had that thing for like nine years now. <laughs> I need to boot him off, and I don't know how. And Tiffany, you're not on Twitter. Yep, right? I still so, think it's stupid. <laughs> it, You're not wrong. It can be pretty stupid. Alright, so... We will see you all next time. Uh, or wait, no, that's not how we do the exit. That's not how we do. You've that. been okay. so. In, so until next time, I'm Doctor Fidget. I'm Toller. Dim Sun. I'm Steven. I'm Shiloh. And we will see you next time on the lava pool. One, two, three. Yeah. Well, she sneaks about the world.
Give me 